0: Good morning. In today's headlines, former President Trump held a rally in Nevada on the weekend. Find out what speakers had this, at the event had to say.
1: A shooting over the weekend has a New York congressman and his family shaken up. The Republican nominee for governor says one bullet landed just 30 feet from his twin daughters.
0: Election Day regi- registration and mail-in voting banned in Delaware. We have more on the state Supreme Court decision to strike down newly made voting laws.
1: Will PayPal become an instrument of censorship and punish free speech? Find out which new policy of theirs had Elon Musk and other VIPs seeing red.
0: And the first International Cosmetic Medicine Symposium in Upstate New York discussing new trends in cosmetic surgery, nutrition and more.
1: Good morning. Welcome to NTD. I'm Kevin Hogan.
0: Good morning and I'm Evelyn Lee. It's Monday today. Happy Monday. It's October 10th.
1: You know, Evelyn, I'm really excited about that health segment we have today. I mean, it's becoming more dry. I just bought some lotion. I'm always open to new tips, though.
0: Yeah, me too. Absolutely. But I'm afraid we have to be a little more patient for this one because first of all, we will be going to Nevada. Because former President Trump held a rally there on Saturday. He focused on border security, gas prices, and record high inflation in his speech. Above all, he emphasized the importance of the upcoming midterms. And today's Jeremy Sandberg has more on the event's speakers. USA! USA!
2: USA! As part of the Save America tour, the rally was held in the small town of Minden. With a population of around 3,500, the stop highlights just how important rural counties are to Nevada Republicans such as Senate nominee Adam Laxalt and gubernatorial nominee Joe Lombardo in the upcoming midterms. The two Trump-endorsed candidates are leading over their Democratic counterparts in recent polls. Nevada represents one of the biggest tests for Democratic power. Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville was in attendance to show his support and asserted his belief that people behind the scenes are attempting to take over the country from underneath. And folks, we've got a group of people, and I don't call them Democrats, I call them progressives, because 15% of the people in the Democratic Party run the Democratic Party. He brought up rising inflation and the state of the economy. The economy starts with oil and gas. You can't run a country without oil and gas. It is impossible. When we take the Senate back over and get the House back over, we're going to make Joe Biden open the spigots and get this oil and gas flowing again. A recent poll by CNN found 44% of registered voters in Nevada think the country would be better off if Republicans are in control of Congress, compared to 35% who said it wouldn't be. Early voting in Nevada begins on October 22nd. On Sunday, Trump attended the GOP rally in Arizona. Republican gubernatorial nominee Carrie Lake praised the former president and stated she would never abandon him.
3: I have some of these know-nothing consultants who tell me, you know, you really need to back away from President Trump right now. And I say to them, put down Hunter's crack pipe right now.
2: Lake has faced some criticism for being outspoken on election integrity and transparency during her campaign. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News. Heading out east, a shooting took place
1: outside a congressman's home in New York on Sunday afternoon. Representative Lee Zeldin says a bullet landed 30 feet from his twin teenage daughters. The girls were inside at the time. Zeldin said on Twitter that the girls were doing homework in the kitchen when they heard gunshots and screaming. They immediately called 911. Two teenage boys were hit in front of the house in what police say appears to be a drive-by shooting. The wounded teens tried to hide in Zeldin's yard under his porch and in the bushes. Another teen who was with them ran away. Police say their injuries were not life-threatening. The boys were treated at a local hospital. Zeldin and his wife were not at home at the time. Although shook up, Zeldin says his family is okay. Investigators do not believe the shooting had any connection to Zeldin's home. Zeldin is the Republican nominee for New York Governor. He is running against Democrat incumbent Governor Kathy Hochul.
0: Zeldin has made violent crime a focus of his campaign. He is calling for the state's bail laws to be toughened, among other measures. But now for some el- more re- election-related news. New state laws in Delaware allowing universal mail-in voting and election day res- registration were struck down on Friday. Delaware Supreme Court ruled they violate the state's constitution. And today's Jeremy Sandberg has more.
2: Republicans celebrated the ruling at the Freedom Festival banquet in Dewey Beach Friday evening. Chair of the Delaware Republican Party, Jane Brady, called it a win for the rule of law.
3: There will be no vote by mail in November.
2: Brady is a former Delaware Attorney General and former Superior Court judge. She says other than absentee voting, no excuse mail-in voting has no place in Delaware. During the pandemic in 2020, due to the governor declaring an emergency, the General Assembly passed laws to allow voting by mail lawmakers seeking to make it permanent passed bills that were signed into law in July.
3: The Supreme Court ruled that vote-by-mail statutes that were passed in June and signed by the governor in July are unconstitutional under Delaware's constitution.
2: The state's justices say the vote-by-mail statute impermissibly expands the categories of absentee voters identified in Delaware's constitution. And that same-day registration law conflicts with the registration periods spelled out in the state's constitution. Brady stressed the importance of getting out to vote and expressed her concern about the upcoming midterms.
3: I am so distressed at the low numbers of people who come out to vote sometimes. Every one of us needs to be at that ballot box. Every one of us who cares about our kids and education and the inflation and gas prices and our national security and energy independence needs to be at those ballot boxes.
2: U.S. House candidate Lee Murphy says he's happy with the court's decision. He ran for Congress in 2020, but lost to incumbent Democratic Congresswoman Lisa Blunt Rochester.
4: Which will really level the playing field for all the candidates
2: in the state. Murphy says in 2020 he won the machine ballots on Election Day, but lost in mail-in ballots. Delaware Democratic Attorney General Kathleen Jennings called opponents of the laws struck down on constitutional grounds political extremists that will go to any lengths to stop people from voting. Democrat leaders in the state's House and Senate say their efforts to amend Delaware's Constitution for voting is more important now than ever. A Delaware constitutional amendment requires a two-thirds vote by each chamber in two consecutive general assemblies. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News. Concerns are
1: rising as Chinese authorities have opened at least one overseas police service station in the United States. The organizations are tasked with coercing Chinese people living abroad to return to China. It raises questions about expanding CCP influence outside of China. Entities Kostem and S has more on this.
5: A recent report titled 110 Overseas, Chinese Transnational Policing Gone Wild by Human Rights Group Safeguard Defenders, highlights the growing influence of Chinese organizations abroad. It examined the initiative first launched by 10 pilot provinces in 2018. It comes as part of the Chinese Communist Party's global transnational repression, coercing Chinese individuals living abroad to return to China.
4: Those who pay attention realize that um, the CCP has been extending its influence and its brute force uh, outside of its boundary.
5: Safeguard defenders identified 54 overseas police service stations across five continents, including in cities from Toronto to Dublin.
3: I'm very disappointed to see that uh, no action has ever been taken out by our government to address this concern, to address the growing threats of foreign interference On Canadian soil.
5: Canada has long been a target where the CCP has been infiltrating several layers of society. Uh,
3: Canada has been a target country of uh, the Chinese Communist Party's infiltration, uh, manipulation and also intimidation and uh, so there's a growing uh, interference by CCP in Canada by means of disinformation campaign or Uh, infiltration and manipulation in Canadian elections, as well as media and community.
5: While the organisations are not directly related to government agencies, they nonetheless have close ties with the CCP. An outpost in New York City was among the first batch of 30 overseas police service stations in 21 countries, set up by the Public Security Bureau, in Fuzhou City. Other Chinese cities also set up their own outposts abroad. This refers to a network of thousands of overseas groups loosely overseen by the United Front Work Department, a Communist Party agency that works to advance the regime's interests abroad. It carries out foreign influence operations, including suppressing dissident movements, gathering intelligence, and other espionage activities. On the surface, the organizations state they contribute to resolutely cracking down on all kinds of illegal and criminal activities involving overseas Chinese. But Safeguard Defenders says the organizations have a more sinister goal. From April 2021 to July 2022, it is estimated that over 200,000 overseas Chinese nationals have been persuaded to return to the country to face criminal charges. Safeguard defenders noted such persuasion to return involves harassment and intimidation of the target's relatives in China. Non-compliance means their families could face punishment, such as their children being denied education. Cost MNS, NTD News.
1: A group of 21 House Republicans is addressing the issue of Chinese Communist Party influence in the U.S. They sent a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland and Secretary of State Antony Blinken on Friday. The letter expresses concern over the reports of China's law enforcement presence in New York City and the actions of China's United Front Work Department. They say China's actions are a violation of U.S. sovereignty.
0: PayPal is reversing course on a new policy that would have fined users $2,500 for spreading misinformation. The policy immediately sparked outrage. Entity's D- Daniel Monaghan has this story.
4: The company claims the policy update went out in error and that it included incorrect information. A spokesperson said, quote, PayPal is not fining people for misinformation and this language was never intended to be inserted in our policy. However, the company only opted to backtrack after criticism from several heavy hitters. Former PayPal president David Marcus lambasted the company in a tweet on Saturday evening. His statement said, quote, It's hard for me to openly criticize a company I used to love and gave so much to, but PayPal's new AUP goes against everything I believe in. A private company now gets to decide to take your money if you say something they disagree with? Insanity. Elon Musk replied that he agreed with the statement from Marcus. Musk stood at the birth of PayPal. He co-founded the online bank X.com in 1999. It merged with Confinity in the year 2000 to form PayPal. Big tech companies have faced backlash from critics for censorship. Facebook and YouTube have censored content critical of vaccine safety and Twitter has been accused of unfair censorship of conservative voices. Daniel Monahan, NTD News.
1: Just ahead, Russia attacked several Ukrainian cities in what may be a response to the bombing that hit the Kerch Bridge connecting Russia and Crimea. The attack was described by President Putin as an act of terror. And Iran state media got quite the surprise when their broadcast was taken over by hackers. Stay tuned for more right here on NTD Good Morning. Welcome back. Russia unleashed a lethal barrage of strikes against multiple Ukrainian cities Monday, smashing civilian targets, including downtown Kyiv, where at least eight people were killed. Cruise missiles tore into busy intersections, parks, and tourist sites in the center of Kyiv. The attack was more intense than when Russian forces tried to capture the capital early in the war. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said the rush hour strikes appeared to have been deliberately timed to kill people as well as to knock out electricity. The intense, hours-long attack marked a sudden military escalation by Moscow. It came a day after an explosion hit a huge Russian bridge. Russian President Vladimir Putin called it a terrorist act by Ukrainian special services. Cost Kostemines has this report.
5: The huge Kerch bridge connecting Russia to its annexed territory of Crimea was hit on Saturday. Road and rail traffic on the bridge were temporarily halted, damaging a vital supply route for the Kremlin's forces. The bridge holds important strategic and symbolic value to Russia. Russian President Vladimir Putin condemned the attack as an act of terrorism, aimed at destroying critically important civilian infrastructure. A spokesperson for the state emergency services said they were dead and wounded, though no immediate figures were provided. Ukraine has not claimed responsibility for the Kerch Bridge blast, but has celebrated it. The bridge is a major supply route for Russian forces in southern Ukraine and a symbol of Russia's control of Crimea. Russia's defense ministry said on Saturday its forces in southern Ukraine could be fully supplied through existing land and sea routes.
0: Now to the ongoing protests in Iran. Hackers allegedly took over Iranian state media during its nightly news program on Saturday. The 9 p.m. newscast by the Islamic Republic of Iran News Network was reportedly hijacked for a few moments by protesters. Here's NTD's Daniel Monahan with what happened.
4: The now viral clip of the incident shows Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei attending a meeting. Suddenly a screen showing a photo of Khamenei with a target superimposed on his face appears. And photos of four young women who have all died in Iran in the last month were then also displayed. One of the women was 22-year-old Masa Amani. Amani died after being detained by the so-called morality police, sparking the ongoing protests. The other three, two of them just teenagers, died in the protest movement that has erupted since her death. The messages join us and rise up, and the blood of our youth is dripping from your grip, were shown alongside the photos on screen. Meanwhile, protests continued across Iran on Sunday in defiance of a crackdown by the authorities. At least 185 people, including 19 children, have been killed in demonstrations. Protesters are calling for the downfall of the supreme leader. In Tehran, female students chanted get lost as the Iranian president visited their university campus this weekend. Hundreds of French demonstrators also marched in Paris yesterday. They chanted slogans such as women, life, freedom that have become symbolic of defiance against Iran's clerical government.
3: Before? Mostly, they try to come and ask for their rights, but this time, they try to fight for their rights.
4: And in Belgium, the foreign minister and two other lawmakers cut their hair in parliament to show solidarity with the Iranian protesters. Daniel Monaghan, NTD News.
0: North Korea fired two short-range ballistic missiles toward its eastern waters yesterday. It's the latest of a recent barrage of weapons tests by the North Korean regime. The tests come a a day after North Korea warned the redeployment of a U.S. aircraft carrier was inflaming regional tensions. The USS Ronald Reagan and its battle group returned to the area after North Korea fired a powerful missile over Japan last week. South Korea reported that it detected two missile launches on Sunday from the north's eastern coastal city of Muncheon. It added that South Korea's military is working in close coordination with the United States. North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un signaled he would conduct more provocative tests.
1: Pro-life supporters marched through Mexico City on Sunday in a protest that was called In Favor of Women. Organizers claimed that at least one million people had attended similar marches in 31 states. It was the second consecutive year that the march in the country's capital had taken place. Organization spokesperson Allison Gonzalez said that abortion is not the answer and that it makes people enemies between women and life. Last year's protest took place after abortions of up to 12 weeks' pregnancy were decriminalized in at least 10 states.
0: And a little miracle in Thailand. A three-year-old managed to survive last week's mass stabbing at a nursery in northeast Thailand. The preschooler slumbered through the horror under a blanket in the corner of a classroom. Here's what her mom said. My kid is not a deep sleeper. I believe there must be some spiritual thing covering her eyes and ears. We have different beliefs, but to me, I think that protected my kid. As the rescuers saw her waking up, they covered her with a blanket and carried her out so the child didn't know anything, didn't know what had happened. Her daughter, the child nicknamed Amy, was the only one that has escaped the tragedy unscathed her relatives call it a miracle. The attacker killed more than 30 people, including 22 children. Half of them were in the classroom where Amy was napping. Police said two other children were in the hospital with serious head wounds. Her parents said she seems to have no memory of the attack.
1: The volcano on the Italian island of Stromboli near Sicily erupted Sunday. The local mayor urged residents to stay home and stay away from doors and windows as glass could break from the explosion. Video shows huge plumes of smoke as lava flows down the side of the volcano, rapidly reaching the sea. Local authorities raised the alert from yellow to orange and added that crater instability persists. People on the island were encouraged to keep themselves informed and to strictly follow the instructions provided by local authorities. No injuries were reported. According to the National Institute of Volcanology, Stromboli is one of the most active volcanoes in the world and its activity has been documented throughout history.
0: Next, the first International Cosmetic Medicine Symposium in Upstate New York discussing new trends in cosmetic surgery, nutrition and more. We have that report and more after the break. Welcome back. Beauty is more than skin deep. That's according to experts who attended a cosmetic medicine conference in upstate New York on Friday. They discussed new trends in cosmetic surgery, nutrition, and more. NTD was there.
6: The first international cosmetic medicine symposium was held at Northern Medical Center in Middletown, New York on Friday. Experts and scholars from various fields shared their opinions. The topics included Western and traditional medicine in plastic surgery, ancient health and beauty, and the concept of four-dimensional health. The goal is that a new type of plastic surgery and cosmetic medicine can be created that will not only help people look more beautiful superficially, but will also focus on nutrition, which can then sustain the beauty. Francesco Gargano, a plastic and reconstructive surgeon from New York, shared his experience. He said the study of facial proportions can be traced back to the 14th century and the statue of David by Michelangelo gives a glimpse of the golden ratio of the human body.
5: The Fibonacci sequence in uh, all the nature and in including the human body and uh, on the face uh, we have got a division of the face in thirds and every third corresponds then to the, the Fibonacci.
6: Plastic surgeon Jeffrey Yeager has more than 25 years of clinical experience and is certified by the American Board of Plastic Surgery. He says he pays special attention to the emotional and spiritual health of patients. If somebody is doing a procedure uh, because they're in an unhappy relationship or they're depressed, uh, they're not going to be happy with just the physical changes that you can make. Uh, you need to really address their concerns. Four-time Nobel Peace Prize nominee Dr. Paul Dreschnack is an international plastic surgeon and a humanitarian. Over the past 15 years, he has helped around 300,000 children with facial defects in India undergo free surgeries. If you seek to help others with the humanity, with the talents you have, that's how you achieve uh, all the great things that you need to do with your life. Because as we care for others, we become better. And as we become better, we become better doctors. The participants at the conference were mostly from medical backgrounds. Many said they learned a lot from the event and felt inspired.
3: It not only
0: opened my eyes, but also moved me. One of the speakers said that the beauty of a person
3: is not only superficial, but is actually four-dimensional. The body includes your energy, and your energy can only be enhanced by meditation and cultivation. Actually, the deeper level is spiritual. Not only the, the
6: beauty outside, but the beauty in uh, the inner peace. Uh, I think that is uh, the new trend of the uh, medicine in the future. The mayor of Middletown, Joseph M. DiStefano, congratulated the seminar's success at the evening reception. Northern Medical the has been, you know, very rewarding for our community and it's growing. We know it's going to be a very positive impact on the city, but the service wise it's not just Middletown. It's not they're not servicing the city. They're servicing the Hudson Valley region, I think. Northern Medical Center currently provides programs such as internal medicine, pediatrics, cosmetic medicine, acupuncture, and integrative medicine.
0: You know, some of what they mentioned actually sounds really familiar to me because growing up I was always told that my skin was a reflection of my internal body. And what I would eat or if, I, if my lifestyle is healthy would all basically show on my face, my skin.
1: Okay, so did you take the advice?
0: Nope.
1: (laughs) Just couldn't resist those donuts, could you? I really couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on to the iPhone 14's new crash detection feature. It's causing problems for users who ride roller coasters. Apple's latest phone is reportedly experiencing its own accident on roller coasters by dialing 911. The feature has set off false alarms for emergency personnel near Cincinnati's Kings Island Amusement Park. They've received at least six iPhone emergency calls since the new smartphone went on sale in September. Similar 911 calls have originated from passengers on a roller coaster at Six Flags Great America near Chicago. The same crash detection technology is also featured on the Apple Watch 8. And you can also put the iPhone 14 and the Apple Watch 8 on airplane mode before boarding the roller coaster.
0: That's good to know. That would be a solution. So let's keep that in mind. Before we head out though, a quick reminder that you can share any thoughts, ideas, or feedback you may have. Just write us at goodmorning@entity.com. at Thanks for watching now. I'm Evelyn Lee.
1: And I'm Kevin Hogan.